Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have Dr. Kyle Richmond. I'm going to be interviewing about Instagram growth. He's uh, done this in a short period of time, as you'll hear his story, and it's been pretty impressive to see the uh, audience growth that he's had uh, organically and doing it in, in the way that we try to you know, really teach our chiropractors with consistency of content. And he's going to dive into how this all kind of got started for him, uh, what it's done for his practice and his business overall, and some of the things that you can do to grow your Instagram, no matter where you're at. And again, you don't need to necessarily get a following of 50,000 Instagram followers to, to make a, a dent in your community and your practice. And, and Kyle's going to share with you where he thinks a, a great number is uh, for a you know community-based chiropractor. And he'll talk about certain things you can do um, to get there. Uh, before we we dive into that, just make a little quick announcement. In my practice here in Boca Raton, Florida, we are looking for some chiropractic preceptors. Uh, we, uh, you know, second half of this year would be great. Early part of 2025, we try to get ahead of it. Uh, we're pretty good through June, but if yours happens to start uh, before June and and would carry through summer and whatever, uh, reach out to us, and we'd like to. Um, consider you as one of our preceptors. We usually take one or two at a time. Uh, like to have some kind of rehab background, definitely good clinical decision-making, good manipulation. And we'd love to have you part of our preceptor program that we have here at our uh, clinic. So you can email me, drkchristi at gmail.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. So drkchristi at gmail.com if you are interested. Without further ado, here's my interview with Dr. Kyle Richmond. All right. Welcome to the show, Kyle. I really appreciate your time and, and effort in doing this. I had reached out to you to help us uh, dive into some Instagram, uh, you know, marketing and strategies around growing an audience. You've got quite an audience. And I stumbled upon your content just searching through Instagram and see your consistency, which I which I really appreciate. But before we dive into that, Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your practice, when you graduated, let's get a little lay of the land, okay? For sure. So I graduated um, out of Palmer in Denver, Iowa in October of 2021. I worked for somebody from December of 21 until about August of 2023. Um, so since August, I actually opened my own clinic, Rebuilt Strength and Rehab in Frankfort, Illinois. So about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. Um, since then, I've been treating patients in a cash-based model, which has been a lot different. You know, I, I did cash-based when I first started, but, you know, that whole kind of forefront of cash-based practice is so different, uh, especially the way we treat. And I imagine very similar. It's the more patient education, it's the more people better quickly, but not overloading them with tons of appointments and unnecessary visits. So uh, focus a lot with gen pop. Yeah, a lot of my stuff on social media, like kind of fancy mobility-based things, it's very scalable for in-person. So I work with a lot of athletes in the high schools, but then also grandparents and everyone in between. Um, so I've been doing that for about four months now and just learning also how to run a business at the same time. I didn't do a lot of that in school, wasn't taught much, didn't anticipate doing it so early. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. About that's awesome. Months. 
Vince. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you got how many followers do you have now on Instagram, roughly? I think I just hit over 50,000. Like, yeah. It, and that's the crazy thing that blew up literally from February till like it went yeah. from 2,000 to 50,000. And <laughs> that is also part of the reason why I was able to kind of go and do my own thing and have a practice because I started growing a social media following that became to a point profitable, which was crazy. I never thought that was going to be a thing. I was actually the kid when I graduated school thought like, yeah, I'm not going to do a lot of social media stuff. I don't need that stuff. That's kind of silly. But now it turns out it's extremely important for me. Yeah. So you started a little bit before you opened up your doors and, and, and grew it from there. And you said it got you profitable. Are you, are you actually earning money from Instagram at all or YouTube or anything like that? Or is it just from your practice you're saying? So no, I earn, I get stuff from ads. They've slowed down with like ad money. Um, I don't have any on YouTube yet. I haven't really grown that. I'm trying to yeah. diversify more. Um, they used to have the reels bonuses. I had that for a little bit, but I'm also making money from partnerships, yeah. products, um, companies, my online now treating, treating or coaching virtually programs, all these things that kind of, there's a lot of different avenues that I'm making money off of because of social media. So they're almost essentially now I have two separate LLCs for the virtual and then the in-person, um, which is crazy. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, uh, now let's, let's, let's kind of take it from your practice perspective. Um, Obviously with Instagram followers, you know, it, it can be tricky probably where you got a lot of people that are local. A lot of people aren't local. The ones that aren't local can definitely serve your, your money-making off Instagram or your online programming, but then you need the local ones to get into the practice. Are you seeing a little bit of both of that? Yeah. So I'll be honest, a majority of my new patients come from social media, which is funny because they'll be like, man, I've seen your content for months on end now. You're someone that, that pops up on my feed every single day and all of a sudden like, hey, my back hurts. I, you're the guy I'm going to go see. Because um, predominantly the way I was like building my social media was all local, connecting with the coaches, the gyms, the local businesses, just trying to incorporate all that stuff. So I grew locally first and then obviously it's grown past that, but still having the larger following and all that kind of gives you a little more validity and then people around here start to see that more because it's getting shared a lot more. People are tagging it and because I'm, again, I'm posting all the time. So yeah. the content just goes all over. You mentioned posting all the time. How often are you posting? So I have, I post every single day. Uh, I, I can give you a whole background. So when I graduated in October of 21, I think I had like 700 followers. And that was just, I had Instagram for a couple of years, like mm -hmm. post my CrossFit workouts, whatever. I just had Instagram. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need to start using social media because I was like, it's a really powerful tool to show people I do things different, right? You know, you're a chiropractor, but what does that mean? Well, I kind of started falling in love with FRC stuff. I was like, I'm going to post some like mobility-based things and whatever. So for the whole first year, it was, it was sporadic. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd post a carousel, a picture, like a funny reel, whatever it was, whatever content I available, whether it was family stuff. I was like, let me just start kind of posting. Once I did that for a full year, it was October of 2022. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, one of these social media pages is like, hey, you should start posting every day for the month of October. I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Let's see what happens. So I posted a reel every single day and I was learning how to batch content. You know, at first it was a lot. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to post. I got to make a reel, learning how to do it. It took me an hour to post every single reel. Um, but then I started getting a little bit of some confidence with it, kind of found a little game plan. And then from October to February, post every single day. And in February of 23, I had a reel that just blew up and got like almost a million views. And then from there, I've kind of rode that wave and, I mean, I have a strategy. I have reasons I post things, mm -hmm. when I post things, how I post. But 
it was, I think it was the consistency. When I'm like, I do work with people now, I kind of teach them how I do it. There's three things yeah. I go over. It's pick your niche, right? You have to have something specific you're going after. Yeah. Two, it's got to be, have a plan. And then three, the consistency. I get a lot of people that post for five days in a row and then they're gone for three weeks, right? Yeah. So the consistency is the biggest thing I have. I post every day now for like 500 days or something. That's awesome. Same. Now, was there a, a tipping point of numbers of followers? You mentioned you were at like 2,000 and then from 2,000 to 50, but where was it like where it really started to gain traction? What number about? So when I was at like, I was at like two or 3,000. That was, I had, I remember we we're like out to eat or something and I picked up my phone, I had like 2,000 notifications on Instagram. That's where I get like 10 a day if bad. Why well, a reel that started picking up steam and going viral and it was getting hundreds of thousands of views. And my followers went from 3,000 to like 10,000 within a week and a half. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, like I never expected that. Um, but the funny thing is I got 10,000 followers, nothing changed, right? I didn't have any yeah. sort of system in place to monetize or my link tree wasn't set up. I wasn't selling programs, none of that. But from there, then it's been pretty consistent. There's some ebbs and flows. Like there's weeks mm -hmm. I don't do that, but on average, it's probably like 100 to 200 followers every single day now. Um, and I've hit every those so every couple months being like about okay. 10,000. So from February till now, it's been about 10 to 50,000. Yeah. I went from 10 to 50. That's awesome. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our first sponsor. This is going to be Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years. We've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else uh, to do this search engine optimization. She does a great job. There's there's so much to it. A lot of a lot of the lingo and the words are beyond my uh, comprehension, but it's just amazing work that she does. And if you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself. As a chiropractor. So I, you, you just have to have this type of stuff done. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing and Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results. Your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review. Have you tried anything like uh, Instagram takeovers or any other strategies in the community that, that has helped out? What are those? I actually don't even know what those are. Yeah, um, we had we've had some people talk about where they've you could have a um, another business take over your Instagram account. You give them a temporary oh, password, they okay. they shoot a whole thing, but it's on your Instagram for you. They tag their business, and it it's kind of a whole uh, little comp collaboration thing you could do. So I've never done that. There's two things. Okay, I never paid for an ad until literally recently. I just tried it to see like, hey, what's this deal? Yep. I think ads bring you mostly not the greatest on Instagram, like not the right market. Like sure, I gain followers, but people are even gonna, you know, engage with my stuff. Um, I've had to reach out to want to run my social media. I'm not the point even where I'm at now where I like to respond back to everybody. I use it. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake too early of trying to have somebody one run the account and do the stuff for them. I have someone who has 3000 followers who's like having somebody make all their content. And yeah. you know, it sounds good. You, you see the engagement's not there. There's have to be able to use it yourself. And I, another thing I tell people is it's social media for a reason. 
the amount of connections I've made and, and opportunities have come to me is because I'm connected with people, not just trying to get on there and sell stuff. I think that's another thing. Too. A lot of these people get on there is like, well, I have all these followers. I'm just going to try and make a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. I didn't really start trying to monetize within the last maybe six months, let's call it. Yeah. That makes sense. And then um, how much, like how much time do you think in a week you spend on Instagram and what do you think would be reasonable for a, for a busy chiropractor that's, that's trying to get this going? So that was the benefit of my situation. I had more free time. Um, mm -hmm. Now I have another friend who has a ton of followers who doesn't spend much time. So I spent, I'll be like, well, in total the entire day, an hour or two hours spread throughout between morning and night and from posting, engaging, responding back. Um, it's not a ton of time. You don't have to spend a ton, um, mm -hmm. even down to like my content. It doesn't take me more than the time I click cap cut to start editing to posting 15 minutes. I've got it down to like science. Um, yeah, so right. I try to really batch content and do stuff relatively quickly. At first it was taking me hours. I was on that thing all the time trying to figure out what I'm doing. Cause it, and then, yeah. you know, you listen to this person, you need to be on Instagram four or five hours a day. This person's like, you yeah. just need to posting, you know, be done. So I kind of tried it on. I've kind of found what works for me for the most yeah. part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Obviously we get a lot of chiropractors that we work with there. You know, they're, they're busy and I get it, you know, between, uh, you know, busy practice, family maybe, and, and it's, it's tricky with that. And so I think on that level, you know, we definitely try to get them to have some content being posted on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and Google business posts and that type of stuff. Uh, but a lot of our clients that, uh, you know, we do some of the posting for them and some of the marketing, we also try to teach them. It's like, look, you need to be shooting a reel here and there, or we've got uh, mm -hmm. some clients doing some YouTube shorts, or we got another one that's doing a little longer form interviews on YouTube, right? Like they're supplementing it with, with some more creative work on there. I, th I think you're right. right. It's like, you, you got to, you, you got to definitely put a little bit of work into it to, to take, take off on it on a follower standpoint, for sure. When I think that's where a lot of people go like, Oh, how do I do this? I'm like, well, if you have a full practice and you're working 40 hours a week there, you're going to have to find time to take a step back and, you know, social media is work. I don't think a lot of people realize like you can't just post and be like, well, I made content, I posted seven videos this week and I'm good to go. Like, I wish that was the case, but it is, yeah. it's, it's a part-time job if you put the investment first and then it, it does pay off. Now, do you try to strategically get your patients that do not find you from Instagram? So they just, you know, they, they got referred by Bob to your practice. Do you try to get them onto your Instagram? And if you do, how do you do that? Uh, to be honest, no, I, I haven't done that. So I don't, I don't try to push it. Cause I'm not like, Oh, look at all these followers I have. Some people don't even know I have an Instagram and they go, yeah. they find me. I've had a patient like four visits in, they go, Holy crap. I didn't know how many followers you had Instagram. Like, yeah. I mean, that's you're already in the door. I'm not even trying to yeah. sell you. Right. I solely use my Instagram to mm -hmm. show people what I do. Yeah. No, we, you know, a big part of the marketing we try to teach also is you getting content in front of your patient base and people are like, Oh, how do we do that? Well, obviously email is really good. You could do mm -hmm. text message campaigns, but it could be Instagram or Facebook, but let's just talk about Instagram. Yeah. And if you have some strategies to get your patients onto your Instagram, then when you do post content, they'll see it. And even if they're not patients anymore, but it's that top of mind awareness. Right. So you'll get more reactivations and referrals uh, that way. And we have one of our associate coaches. She, she actually, um, they have a system in their practice where they actually follow their patients on Instagram. Mm. Uh, and so oh. they do that. And then that increases the likelihood that they're going to follow back, um, which That's is something we do. It's another thing that we've, we've done in our practice is, um, you know, let's say we got the personal trainer uh, that we go on there and uh, we see who's following that personal trainer. 
and it might be other gyms. It might be other, uh, you know, a fit food cafe could be that. Or it's like, uh, I sponsored this big triathlon group and I looked at who follows this triathlon group and there's like all the running stores on. So we follow them strategically hoping that they'll right. follow back. And so those are a couple of things we've done to, to try to gain some high intent followers of that. That's what I did when I first started too. I was like all local places, businesses, gyms, whatever it was like, hey, and then try to like connect with them. And, you know, whether it was like collaborating with people, like I was really big when I started like collaborating with all the coaches and gyms and like just trying to do as much as I could. I'm not as big on that now just because I feel like I have to be because my reach yeah. is now so crazy where every time I post real, I get even 10 to 20 local people around here sharing it to their story and they have hundreds of people to see it. I just keep gaining reach from there. And then I'll I get the DMs, the questions, people wanting to be patients, and I've kind of now started to um, automate even the texts and stuff on there, the messaging. So, mm -hmm. yeah. At some point, you're going to need like a, a PR person just to manage your DMs. <laughs> That's what it, I, I really do feel like that. Like, I, if I put my phone down, like if I treat patients for six, seven hours, I come back, I'm like, I have an hour's worth of work on social media because of all the the messages and stuff like that. So. Uh, and that's going to become a point where I will have to put a hard lie in the sand of what days I treat a person, what days I do more virtual. Um, yeah. I even, I'll have a day blocked off now where I make all my content. I try to batch reels, going for more long form stuff, going for more talking to camera informational. Um, I picked my niche and I made a whole year's worth of reels on just mobility stuff. And now I'm trying to diversify a little more. And that's something I tell people too. Don't diversify too much. Don't try to do hundred things because you want to do one thing really well and then slowly try to see I sample content and like these carousels now are doing well. I'm going to do a little more of that, sprinkle a little more, but I get people to just do a little bit of everything and then they don't yeah. gain track. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Let's take a short break for one of our great sponsors, TrackStat. It is a new type of software plugin for your EHR that combines patient communication, marketing, automation, and statistics with patient and employee tracking. Built by chiropractors for chiropractors, it shows your team what to focus on each day. See patient visit habits, missing information, unpaid bills, insurance collection visit average, and more. Great visibility of data so you can focus on filling your office with your best patients. When you can see what your staff and patients are doing or not doing and take action accordingly, your profits naturally grow. Take TrackStat for a test drive in your office with our free trial. Not a techie, no problem, we can help. To get started on your free trial, visit trackstat.org and watch the demo. That is trackstat.org. One of the things that I wanted to make sure that our audience understood is like, if they're a chiropractor, let's just assume they're chiropractors in practice, they're not trying to build an online business. Um, you know, obviously having 50,000 is great, but what would you say is a really achievable fruitful number for a chiropractic practice to have? Is it 5,000? Is it 8,000? 20? Like, what would you say? It was like, you're really starting to do well from just, again, chiropractor, not doing the online business aspect. I would say even just three to 4,000. Because when I was at that point, a lot of people in the area recognized me, knew me from social media. I get a lot of people go, man, I know you from social media because you post every day. That's great. That's all I want. I want people to bring awareness to who I was, what I do. I don't need to make patients out in the beginning, but I've had people come in like, dude, you've literally been on my feet every single day for the last six months and mm -hmm. here. But I don't think it takes a huge following because like I said, when I went from 2,000 or 3,000 to 10,000, nothing changed in terms of like patient volume or clients I was getting online. 
I now get more because people see, hey, you're verified, you have 50,000 followers. You must know more than this person over here that has 3,000. So they, they're more likely to want to reach out and work with you. Um, but in the beginning, that two to 3,000 was really great. I think it is super achievable, but you have to put some work in on it, right? You have to follow accounts. You have to engage with people. You can't just post and then say, I'm done. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I want people to understand whether it's Instagram or, or whatever else, there's a lot of chiropractors out there that are they are hoping that their practice grows. You know, they are hoping that they can build a nice practice. And they've been at this thing for three, five, 10 years. And it just, they know in their heart of hearts, they're not doing the thing that's going to get them there. They have some kind of block, whatever it is. Uh, and, and, I, and I wanted to spotlight what you're doing because you, you did something a little bit outside the box, the daily posting, you stuck with it. It hasn't been easy, but being successful is not easy. And, and, I, and, and whether it's through Instagram or if someone's going to do YouTube or they're just going to be the community outreach God, you know, they're going to do three or four things on the community a week. You got to be, you got to be hitting hard. Otherwise it's just going to be mediocrity for a long time. If you're not careful. Oh, agreed hundred percent because a lot of kids just think they have to post a ton, right? A lot of people like, yeah. well, I just got to post and that's it. Look, yeah. that's a small piece of the puzzle. You have to do more work and it's, it's going to sting for a while. Like again, People only saw that it went to 50,000 now. There was a year and a half in between there where I was just posting for 20, 30 people. I was like, hey, I got 50 likes. It was a big deal. For um, and you kind of have to settle. I mean, I had some people tell me I was wasting my time on social media. You're posting all the time. Nothing's happening. Like you give it time. You hit that one viral video. You hit that one big reel and it changes mm -hmm. everything. But you have to do it enough to get to that. I don't guarantee anyone's ever going to hit that viral reel. But you have to also then look at your content. Am I putting out good content? People enjoy it. Do you want someone... To engage with it, you can't be too long, right? We have short attention span. You're posting a 90 second reel, no one's gonna watch more than yeah. five seconds. And you want them to share it because once they share it to their story, you might have a thousand people look at your story that day. That's now a thousand more eyes on my content and more likely to click on it and then follow me. So mm -hmm. it's also just gotta be yeah. good content. I think a lot of people want to do more on social media, but don't wanna put the effort in. Yeah, for sure. It could be a learning curve, but everything is, right? Mm -hmm. um, is there anything in like we should know about hashtags that you're used well or, you know, what's the story on that? So I've gone back and forth. I did for a while where I didn't use hashtags and I didn't see really any change um, because the way I look at social media is the way how I use it, right? Do I ever go search hashtags? Or there's some people that do and I'll look at my insights where very few amount of people find me from a hashtag. Very, very few because if I'm the person that puts hashtag knee pain, it, me and 6,000 other people that day have done that very unlikely it's going to happen, right? Um, I'll use a couple though. I try to do four or five maybe. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's super easy to do that, but I don't, I haven't fully taken it away yet. I know people say it's dead. I just do it for the, the heck of it now. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Are you doing any personal posts on there anymore? Just like to give you a kind of insight of who you are as a person. So I try to use my stories for that. Um, okay. I'll post some stuff of like, yeah, like, personal stuff with my girlfriend and I are like the dog. I don't post as much because, and this is another point I make to people is you follow your friends for like their life, right? If they yeah. bought a house, they had a kid, like that's the stuff you want to see your friends for. If you follow an influencer, you follow a big account that has great information, you're not following them. For, I don't care where you had a steak dinner. I don't care you mm -hmm. went and worked out at this gym. I don't care that you went out with your friends. They're not going to follow for that. And they're more likely to unfollow you. I think I use my stories because stories are like, they're 24 hours. You can, Put a little window into what your life is there. They already follow you. They'll stay there. Um, 
but I don't do a ton of personal. It was a personal page that I converted to fully a business. And I have a clinical page that I hardly even use because it's like, yeah. I need to post there. You know, I have it. I'll, I'll keep nurturing that over time. But my main one is like my business account now, essentially. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, you know, you mentioned a couple of different things, reels and stories and carousels and, and posts. Uh, could, could you give us a little quick uh, breakdown of each? Uh, just, you know, we have some yeah. listeners on here that this is all new. Yeah, so reels are what for the last year and a half or like the day Instagram was pushing a ton, right? It's more of their video content. Um, that was where the ton of the reach was going. They've tend to now back off that and they really push now carousels. Carousels are posts in sequence where you can kind of swipe through. They've really pushed this hard. I've gotten very good engagement on those lately. They are sometimes hit and miss, but those have been really, really pushed. Also just posts in general, just pictures. Instagram's kind of gone back saying, hey, we still want to have some of that because they went reels heavy for a while. But then now YouTube shorts, you have TikTok, you have in- or Facebook reels. There's a lot of competition there. Um, carousels get put on the explore page a lot more. I, yeah. I still do reels. I do a reel every single day. I do think the reach is phenomenal. I do think yeah. you still get great engagement. Um, I, it also depends on what you're doing too. Some people want to have more pictures. For what I do, pictures don't tell you anything what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reels are the way to, or video is a way to actually show um, more of what's going on. Yep. Yeah, we've, we've noticed that too, because we've been doing um, doing the carousel posts with, you know, swipe, swipe, uh, yeah. three or four of those for our clients. And that's been going well. Um, and then you got, reg- you got your regular posts, stories. When do you use the stories strategically? And, and what's, the, what's the story behind the stories? <laughs> the biggest thing I use stories for is, Two things, to reshare one of my reels from that day with a poll, right? Polls are awesome because it gets engagement. And then those are the people that end up, I can convert to clients or patients or whatnot. Because you're mm-hmm. asking like, hey, do you ever deal with hip pain? I get 200 people to vote on that. Well, guess what? Now I've taken that barrier away and I can message them directly from there. And they're more likely to turn into a client because, you know, I'm not just cold DMing them. I think that is just terrible. But I get people that yeah. will engage in that. Um, stories or even my personal stuff. Hey. You know, a brand send me something, right? Well, yeah. not necessarily going to be a real, but I'll tell them, hey, I'll put you on my story. I'll promote things there. I can share things. I try to share local business in my stories because I do have a good reach. Like mm-hmm. I have upwards to 6,000 people seeing my story every day. So yeah. it's a mix between personal and then sharing. I know a lot of people use, I used to do it every day. I'd share my reel to my story. Yeah. For some reason, that was always said, you're going to get more views. I don't think that's wholeheartedly true. I kind of stopped that because mm-hmm. people already seeing it. They kind of just skip through it. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's take a short break from our episode and let me tell you about this awesome company I personally use in my clinic, and that is ChiroUp. ChiroUp isn't your average online platform. It's the brainchild of chiropractors, doctors Tim Bertelsman and Brandon Steele, and it has grown to a community over 3,000 of the best chiropractors in the world. I've actually worked with these guys before, and let me tell you, they're the real deal. ChiroUp is a goldmine of protocols from over 120 conditions we deal with every day, all neatly packed into one online hub. Why does this matter? Because not only are you able to diagnose smarter and faster, but you can also get this information into the hands of your patients in just four clicks. And they're 100% backed by evidence. How cool is that? But here's what really got me hooked. ChiroUp is all about stepping up the game in chiropractic care. I'm all for that. And I know you are too, because you're listening to this podcast. Seriously, if you haven't checked them out yet, drop everything and head to chiroup.com forward slash Christy. That's 
C-H-I-R-O-U-P forward slash C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E dot com. You'll be able to set up a free 14-day account with no payment information needed. Once you see what's in there and fall in love with it, use the code Christy15 to save some cash. Start now and you'll thank me later. Trust me on this one. This code is valid for new subscribers only. Is there any other strategies or thoughts or anything that's, um, you know, really helped you out with that and definitely could help our audience out? Uh, I think the biggest thing is kind of picking your, your niche to your style, right? I very adamant. I use the same text on all my things. I, I post really around the same time too. The consistency of like, I try to post between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m. A.m.? I know. Yeah. In the morning, I usually try to. I've now done like double posting on days. I do a carousel and then a reel at night. Um, don't also be afraid to reshare old content. The reel I've had that went viral that got a million views is something I previously posted three weeks prior. Just did okay. I yes. look at my insights too. I really look at what did well, what did well. Just because you post a reel that didn't do well doesn't mean it won't do well another time. And just because it did well doesn't mean it'll also do well again. But don't be afraid to reuse content you thought was still valuable because on Instagram, it's not evergreen, right? Once that yeah. once post is gone off their feed, they're very unlikely to go through and search your feed. So yeah, post you did 60 days ago, no one's going to really remember, especially if you're posting yeah. on it. So I think that's also a big thing is reusing content. That's great. That's a great idea. Cause that, you know, you're, you're, we do a lot of refurbishing content on different mm -hmm. platforms and hell, we even take blogs from like four years ago, touch it up on our website, see what is reposted, re-email it out to our patients. It's, it's a great thing to do on that. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, because I, I now at the point where I'm, if I'm sharing 500 pieces of content a year, well, if I reshare it two every single week, no one's going to know that. And no. it's also beneficial too. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Um, no. Go back because people save stuff all the time, but they never actually go through and look at it. But mm -hmm. you can repost that stuff. I think there's no problem with that. And so you mentioned the early morning with the posting. Have you tried other times and noticed a difference? Is it you're doing the early morning because it's just easiest for you? Or are you seeing the best traction when you post that early? So all I learned was you just have to do what you can do consistently, right? Yeah. I know for me, I'm not treating patients till 7 a.m. So I could always get that off um, before. Mm -hmm. And even on weekends, I'm up by 7.30 anyway. So I knew there was a sweet spot. Um, and I do think posting at that time is you're getting people when they first get up in the morning, everyone's checking their phones as they're getting ready. They're doing stuff. You're at the top of their feet. I think when you post later in the day or at night, even though it seems like, hey, my insights say that everyone's online right now. Don't think that's always the case. Um, yeah. You're competing with a lot more people too. Um, so I just decided to stick with it. And that's just what I did. I, I think the consistency, again, all the stuff ended up boiling down to consistency. Pick a time you can do. Whether, if it's noon, do noon. Do it every single time you can. Uh, the morning one reminds me of a, an old world-class email marketer who said to schedule your emails for like, uh, you know, like 7, 7.30 a.m. Try to find the time when they're going to be on the toilet yeah, uh, checking their <laughs> email in the morning. <laughs> that's, no, that's seriously what it is. Everyone like everybody checks their phone in the mornings, but ninety percent of people do. And I'm like, hey, if, yeah. if they're engaging my content regularly, I'm at the top of their feed almost every single day. People literally tell me like, I open up my Instagram and there you are, and mm -hmm. fine with that. That's awesome, man. Um, I'm gonna put you on a spot a little bit. What's your kind of vision over the next year or two uh, as it pertains to Instagram and growing that and your your private practice? So, and that's. The real funny thing, I'm at a crossroad now where it's like, how much effort do I want to put into the virtual stuff? Which at first is it's profitable. It's not crazy profitable, but I think I can scale that a lot faster. It's going to give me a little more freedom. I'm going to keep pushing that pretty heavily. I'm going to, again, take one more day off the week in the clinic here. 
get really good at batching content, learning things. I've invested in the mics, the lighting, trying to make yeah. it look a little better. Um, also, another thing I want to tell people is you don't have to have a crazy camera. Everything's done on my iPhone. I haven't done, I've had some people come out and do nice photography and videography, mm -hmm. but it's not necessary. Um, yeah. Anyways, the goal is to grow that. I think I can get up to cross that 100,000 mark within the next year and start to monetize that in sense of programs, coaching. I'm, I'm coaching other you know, rehab professionals and students on how to do this because I think if you can kind of start the strategy early, I, I wish I did it when I was in school. There's nothing yeah. wrong with not posting clinical things. I'm just mm -hmm. using social media. In terms of the in-person stuff, I still want to have that. I spent way too much time and money learning manual therapy. I don't want to completely just get rid of that. Um, yeah. But I'm to the point where, hey, I'm only treating patients three days a week and it's a little more limited. Which yeah. Also, if I do more virtual work, like I'm on curve now, I'm doing virtual client care all day long. Um, it's give me a little more freedom to travel and do things and yeah. kind of, you know, just give me, a, yeah, just give me a little more freedom, which is awesome. Not tied down to being here five days a week, six days a week in order to make my income. Yeah. You know, and you'll hit the point. That's what I did with MCM where, you know, I was full-time practitioner at a busy practice and then MCM started to grow. And then I went to part-time exited care. I'm back into care because of, mm -hmm. of doctor turnover, but, um, you know, I'll, I won't be in patient care full-time forever. That's for sure. Uh, and, and MCM has definitely grown to, to give me that capability. So it's nice that you, you're getting there. You're getting there a lot younger than I did. Hey, I'm trying. Yeah, that's cool, man. Is there any questions I didn't ask you that you feel like, and maybe it's not even on Instagram, but something that you've done to help grow and, and our audience could learn from? Uh, I think something is that I think everyone wants to post on all the platforms to start, right? I, mm -hmm. I think it was exhausting. I was thinking I was going Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, YouTube, I say pick one, do it really well first. If you can get a good following there, you don't always, it doesn't always translate to everywhere else. Like I'd have, I had 40,000 followers on my personal page. I opened my clinic page and 800 people were there. Um, but try to diversify as much as you can over time because mm -hmm. now if I start pushing YouTube more, I can create more subscribers there, AdSense, you can make more revenue there um, and then have more opportunities but when you try to do all of them it's exhausting you gotta spend an hour on facebook an hour on instagram an hour on youtube you have to be on these platforms and learn stuff on you know what works and what doesn't it's not all the same like the stuff that works on instagram does not always work on tiktok i can post the same thing doesn't mean it's going to go viral but i would say pick one and do it really well first yeah that makes a lot of sense and, and if there's any other um people on our show listening to this episode that not necessarily private practice and have a big following somewhere. And I'm not sure if you're doing it yet, but you, uh, you, you want to try to also get, get their email somewhere. Are you doing anything yet to try to get them on your email list? Just started working on it. I started realizing like, and it's probably really important. Um, yeah. so I started getting MailChimp and everything. Cause I, I didn't really have the opportunity to do a lot of stuff too. When I was working under somebody else, it was like, I was very limited on how much of my own personal brand I could do based off contract and everything. And it was, it was a lot more difficult. So now I'm kind of like backtracking on things. And that's what I'm teaching yep. people to have the systems in place, have the email, have the programs, yeah. have the link tree, have all these things ready because when it does blow up or even if you just start getting more traction, you want to have these things ready. I don't think a lot of people are waiting to hit that coveted 10K to start. Oh, now I'm going to be, you know, make all this money, do all this stuff. You can make a ton of money on this stuff or even just get good reach with 2,000 people. If you lined up 2,000 people in front of you, that's a ton. Most pages don't even cross 500 people, right? And it, if you quadrupled your amount of followers right then, that's a big deal. Um, mm -hmm. So you just have to make the most of that. Could you explain to our audience what Linktree is real quick? Yeah, so Linktree is a service or just a link that you could put in your bio on any of your social media. 
And when they click on that, it now has a whole bunch of options you can put for other links. So my link tree, you mm -hmm. click on it's link tree backslash Dr. Kyle Richmond. Then from there, they can pick my virtual option, my in-person care, links to products I endorse, links to my other YouTube or my other social media channels. It's a good way to be able to send people in other directions once they've gotten to your social. I don't think a lot of people use that. A lot of people like have the link and they have just their booking link on there. Yeah. Um, I do think it's very important and I encourage people go ahead and look at the way I do it and copy it, yeah. use it. Um, I've again, taken inspiration from others, but it's a great way to then start getting sales or just showing people other avenues of what you offer. Perfect. What, what is your, your Instagram handle? Uh, Dr. Kyle Richmond. Perfect. And if uh, anybody wanted to reach out to you to, to learn more, how is that the best way to do it? Is it DM you or you go? Oh, yeah. Feel free to DM me. I, I'll answer that. I'll answer if you email me. Facebook. I try, I try to keep everything. Instagram is where I do message. I try to message every single person back. Students that have yeah. questions, other clinicians, like I'm never going to turn someone down because I, the more I can help people, the better I know what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I can attest to that because you were kind enough to respond to me when I asked you to be on the show. Hey, I'll always, I'll always do stuff like this. I love doing the podcast and, and talking and sharing, you know, who I am behind the camera. Because the other thing I don't do on social media, I don't talk to camera a lot. I, for the first year, I didn't, I didn't talk. I just posted stuff that was, you know, no audio from my perspective. Um, and I'm trying to grow more of like the personal brand behind it and show people like kind of who I am now. Perfect, man. You're doing a great job. And I really appreciate the information today. I think there was a lot of great take-homes for our audience. And, and a big one is consistency. And that's something I've been consistently harping on uh, for, for quite a few years now. And so I'm glad you, you, uh, you recognize that and you're seeing the fruits of your labor. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. I've had people that they post for a week straight, they do really well. And then all of a sudden they're just gone. It's like, oh, yeah. like ride that wave, keep going. Cool, man. Well, Hey, listen, have a great, uh, great 2024. Uh, let's keep in touch for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I'd love to see how you keep on growing. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos. We help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us, we produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels. We also take them and we turn it into one good blog per month. And every other month, we have Darcy Sullivan producing a robust blog with a topic that you pick from her database to help with your SEO. So we essentially become your content marketing agency to make sure your practice is always having ethical, elegant content marketing to help grow your practice. On the coaching side, we also help you with everything from marketing ideas to business, communications, finances, anything practice growth and really try to help prevent you from being stuck on that island. And we hold you accountable. We have a great group of doctors that are just doing amazing things. And we look forward to help you out to take that next step in your practice. So again, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com and learn more.